with a mania that's hit the street with a brand new beat. <laughs> Come with us. Come and remember the magic. Dudettes, this is 90s Disney, your source for everything about Disney in the 90s. How about that? I'm AJ Minotti. I'm joined by my brothers, Mike Minotti. Hello, everybody. And Chris Minotti. Hello, everybody, as well. Wow, so much energy from Chris. I like it. <laughs> I was just falling asleep five minutes He's ago. He's trying so hard. So welcome to the first episode of, of the 90s Disney podcast. Uh, I guess we should give a quick, like, 10,000-foot view of what we're doing here. Right. So, you know... <sighs> We love Disney. We've been fans of the park our entire lives, and all of us really grew up mostly in the 90s. I was born in 86, uh, Chris, 88, 88. AJ, you were 84? Yes. Uh, so, you know, AJ, maybe more so than us, has some memories of the 80s, but for, I think me and Chris, most of our childhood memories are really from the 90s. I mean, mine too, honestly. Right. And it's not just the theme park, so that'll be a lot of it, but just, you know, Disney movies in the 90s. Um, this is when the animation, like, kind of second golden age is happening. Uh, a lot of other just interesting things with the company, even like things like the video games that are coming out based off of Disney at this time. And uh, Broadway is starting for them. So really cool, uh, cool decade for the company. Yeah. So what we're going to do is, uh, you know, we're not going to hide the fact here. We, we take some inspiration from other Disney podcasts you may be familiar with. Um, they all have their different kind of areas of expertise. We really want to focus in on the Disney decade of the 90s. The Disney decade. That's right. <laughs> and uh, what better place to start than what was probably one of the highlights of the 90s at the, at the theme parks in Florida. And that is the 25th anniversary in 1996. Yes, yeah, so that's going to be the subject of our very first episode is the 25th anniversary, which, I mean, I have, I have memories of Disney World that are older than this, but these are like where some of my earliest vivid memories are coming into play. Well, this is one of the few years that we went twice in the same year as well. Yeah. So it really stands out in our mm -hmm. minds. Right. We're in Ohio, so it's, it, that's a bit of a trip. It's not like we're, we're locals going there. But yeah, so before we, we dive into our first topic, if uh, you guys want to send any questions or comments, uh, you can email us at 90sDisneyPodcast at gmail.com. That's 90sDisneyPodcast at gmail.com. We would love to get a mailbag going. I know we're pretty new, so uh, I'm not sure how quickly it's going to start, but let's, let's hope. All right, you guys ready? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so I kind of want to take us back to the year here first, 1996. Uh, some of the other things going on. The Nintendo 64 and, you know, its big launch game, Super Mario 64, have been released. Independence Day is the number one movie of the year. Well deserved. Well deserved. <laughs> I've still never seen that movie. What? Really? I was always scared of it. Oh. It seemed are, dark. Are you, are you still scared of it? Uh, <laughs> it took me a long time to build the courage. I saw Alien for the first time like five years ago, finally. Uh, this is not as scary as Aliens. You were scared of that, but you saw Mars yeah. Attacks in theaters. Mars Attack was terrifying. Yeah, that was terrifying. Everyone thinks that's a fun movie. No. <laughs> anyway. So, hey, remember the 1996 election with Bob Dole challenging Bill Clinton? Sure do. Oh, the, the best thing to come out of that was that episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> now a Disney property. Yeah, right. There you go. And the number one song was the Macarena. We were all doing the Macarena by hey, Los Del Rio. It's still the number one song, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's never went away. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. So, so Walt Disney World opened on October 1st, 1971. So this celebration started October 1st, 1996, and it lasted through January 31st, 1998. So a bit more than a year. A year and some change. Which feels conservative. Which, yeah. I feel, I feel like I'm surprised we haven't started the 50th anniversary yet. <laughs> I do not think the 50th anniversary is going to start on October 1st. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and of course, you can't have a, a great event without a great song. And I think this was probably the best 
like promotional song that they ever made for the parks. Mm-hmm. Remember the magic. Uh, you probably you heard it, uh, the parade version in the opening of our show here. The 30 seconds of it over and over, over and yeah. over. But it's so high energy. I love that. <laughs> and uh, But the, like the album version in, uh, was done by Brian McKnight, who's an R&B singer-songwriter. Uh, this song was on that uh, the 1996 Park album, which was uh, called Disney's Music from the Park. Great album. Park. Yeah, that's a great yeah, album. Good stuff there. It has Spectrum Magic, mm. all the great stuff from the time up. This McKnight is still making music. Like he had an album come out last year. Really? He, I went on Spotify. Like some of his songs have like good amount of views. So hmm, I'll have to check him out. I so, really kept up with the uh, career of Brian McKnight. But this song is everywhere. Uh, do you guys remember the commercial where it was like the family and like the father with his two sons and the ones like. Like five, everyone's like a baby, and it's like we can't go to Disney World until you learn to walk. And the mom's like, "Aw," so they like they take him anyways. And they're like, "I'm glad we took the kid before he walked." Then he starts walking. He takes his first steps towards Mickey. Oh, they're all the like, magic. "Oh, I do remember that." Yeah. <laughs> and he's like this. And he's like, it's time to uh, remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hard street. Oh yeah, they knew right, what they were right. doing. So, and the kind of big centerpiece. Of uh, this is the now quite controversial uh, the birthday cake castle. This thing was made with 25 giant candles, 400 gallons of pink paint. Uh, it, was, it was there pretty much the entire time. Uh, this is like the first time I, I can think of where they did a really big kind of overlay to one of the icons. At this, you know, at this point, I think the castles are kind of you know untouchable. Maybe. Well, they just finished touching the one in Disneyland. Well, but yeah, but like, <laughs> even that was a refurbishment. You know, right. this was like they we're gonna make it into something completely different. Well, it's funny while you're there, you know, as a child, especially, you're looking at it like, wow, that is the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You and wouldn't think years later is such a big country. Well, that's what it was. Topic. I think. I think it was. It was. Were you over or under eighteen years? Of Age, sure, 1996. Yeah. That that's did you like it or not? Right. You know, the, the common complaint you've heard is is uh, people getting married mm-hmm. were very peeved because you know they're in the wedding chapel and the background of this big pink blob. Hey, they got a rare photo. <laughs> I'm right proud of now. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm a bit of a birthday cake defender. Oh, myself. absolutely. It was great. I, well, again, for us, we'd been at that point a number of times. It was just like it was unexpected, you know. You you, you come through that tunnel and on the main street, and, and where you expect this huge castle, and, you know, big structure, completely redone like sure. that. It was really impressive. Well, especially then, you're not researching ahead of time, like what's right. You didn't, didn't see the YouTube videos of construction updates, right? <laughs> and I. I, I <laughs> I, yeah, I admit that if I went to Disney World like one time and I'm there and yeah. it's a birthday cake. You could understand it. Maybe, mm-hmm. I think they could have lessened the impact if they went for like a white frosting. Yeah. and it's, The it's, pink Pepto-Bismol was a bit much for some people. And it's kind of why they're gun shy to this day of, of overlays in Florida. Really, aside from Jingle Cruise, um, they don't do it to the extent like they do in California no. where you get you know, Haunted Mansion holiday and things like that. Well, and they've always said Disney World's more of like a one-time experience for a lot of people. Exactly. Internationally. Right. Disneyland is the home you know, resort where locals will come a lot. Okay, because they don't even do the Christmas version of the Country Bears anymore. And no. they, they did that for like a long time. I don't think that has to do with uh, overlays wow. upsetting people. <laughs> one thing I've never done still to this day. Really? Yeah, country, what? At yeah. least that I remember. It's fine. <laughs> So, so other other wares in the Magic Kingdom. When you first walk in, of course, you have to go to the 25th Anniversary Welcome Center, which is right here on Main Street. This is in that building where the Sorcerer Mickey thing was for a while. It's, it's up like that. It's like right when you walk it on the right, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is where you can go and get a badge. And you go in there, you can get a badge, and you can either get like first time visit, I think. But the big thing is you'll get a badge that said first visit, like 1985. Or you know, uh, yes. it, it was cool if you could like see the people with the 1971. They're kind of yeah, like royalty, yeah. but it was pretty cool. We all had fun going in there and getting the badges of what our parents told us our first time was because <laughs> we didn't remember. Uh, and you could also get a commemorative lithograph. Remember the lithographs, man? Lithographs, they, they, they were everywhere. Yeah. I don't even know what a lithograph is. Here's a lithograph. (laughs) It's kind of like a cell, like an art cell, but not Not. really. Uh, And they also had a video presentation in here, Mickey's Magic Workshop, which was kind of showing some upcoming attractions, uh, primarily focused on Animal Kingdom, which is still a couple years away from opening, 
and uh, the Disney Cruise Line, which mm-hmm. is they're working on the first ship here. Uh, you can watch this video still on YouTube. Just search for Mickey's it, Magic Workshop. It's still amazing. I don't know if about you guys. I clicked that link you sent, and I started watching. I was like, I remember this. Right? Yeah, like, like if you like, like flashback. before I clicked, I was like, what? I don't. I, oh yeah. <laughs> and you have to give them credit because it's not just a straight up like voiceover guy. Here's Animal Kingdom. It's this story of Mickey literally in his little workshop. He finds a crystal ball and a weird crystal ball head lady who's like somebody's mother-in-law and like in 90s sitcom is like talking to him <laughs> and they're like I'm gonna show you the future and here's Animal Kingdom it's just, it's basically just like I saw the Tree of Life model and like like some animals rolls, <laughs> a bit of animals right Interesting, even at that point, I, I didn't see much of, like, the Beastly Kingdom stuff. Like, it seemed like they were... Yeah, well, I was very keen to see if that was present, and not, not really. They, they knew that wasn't going to be there in 98 already, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, the, the cruise line, they had some decent promotion of that, too. So, that was pretty cool at that point, because, I mean, a new theme park... I mean, this is still the last new theme park Disney World has got. I remember at the time I was, like, doing the math as a kid. Like, well, they're going to add one every decade. Yeah, right? We should be eight theme parks by now. Yeah, right. So that was pretty cool. What about it, Test Track? Would, did they show that off there? I don't think they showed it off. It was still delayed. No, I think, I think it was in a video. Oh, was, was it, it in that video? We've watched so many videos now. They're blending in my head. But I'm pretty sure they showed us. They talked about it. Okay. So, so its original opening date was what? 90... It's supposed to be 96 in six. time for the... Oh, yeah. Well, then, like, then early 97. And the thing doesn't open until 98. Yeah. I know this because every time we went and it wasn't open, <laughs> I went to guest services to find out. And they always said, like, oh, like, in six weeks. Yeah. Was, it was always six weeks. Weeks away. <laughs> yeah, like the the future specter of Test Track was kind of looming over this whole celebration. <laughs> so the other kind of big uh, addition, well, actual addition, not just a preview center to the Magic Kingdom, was Mickey's Toontown Fair. Uh, this replaced Mickey's Starland, which itself replaced Mickey's Birthday Land. I do not remember Mickey's Birthday Land, but I remember Starland for that show. Of course, Starland had the incredible Disney Afternoon Show, which was it was called just the Mickey's uh, Starland Show. Yeah, but it was yeah. I mean, this isn't really part of this era, but this this, this is taken down at this point. We'll get to that show at some point. That show is... I was kind of resented Toontown Fair for that fact. taking it away from us. <laughs> yes. And it wasn't, like, quite the Toontown that they had in Disneyland that I was so jealous of. Right. So that one, the one in Disneyland opened in 1993. And this is smaller. And again, it's the Toontown Fair because a lot of these things, like, even back when this was supposed to be Duckburg for Mickey's Birthday Land, they were all tents. It wasn't even built by Imagineering. I think it was built by, like, the the... The part, like, like the, the, not the advertising. It was built like, by the marketing. Yeah, like yeah. the marketing department right. put this together. And they're still using a lot of those structures. Like, some of that tent stuff is still there as part of the Dumbo area. Stuff held up. Good yeah, investment. Right. Mm-hmm. Just get a bunch of cardboard cutouts. So, put them out there. Mickey's house was already there. Uh, it had been there for a bit. But this added Minnie's country house. So, not Minnie's, you know, it's not her house from. Uh, the Toontown Disneyland. California. She still lives this there. She comes visit. She's got she's got a lot of dough. So she's got her second home <laughs> in the in the Toontown. The nineties was very good for Disney. Yeah, <laughs> Minnie's house was pretty cool. I remember you walk in. She had like a little answering machine, and people would be calling it. Mm. It, was, it was it was pretty fun. And then yeah, Donald's boat, which was kind of run around wet play area for the kids, uh, and you just kind of ran around and. Like, either hope you didn't get wet, or I never understood what the point was. Do I want to get wet? Do I try not to? Depending how hot it was. Yeah, right? We were also slightly too old to still go in there at that point. At least you were, Adrian. Yeah. I remember going once or twice. And well, I had to keep an eye on you guys. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's how you could enjoy it. Yeah, right. But um, I Mickey's Toontown Fair was, was pretty neat. I mean, they got to say, look, a whole new land, yeah. right? And uh, except for, like, the opening of New Fantasyland, it's kind of the last time they could say that. Even New Fantasyland's sort of just Fantasyland. Wasn't there... They also had some promotion around the um, the train at the time, didn't they? Like, uh, announcing the arrival up to Mickey's Toontown Fair. It was a new station at the point. Well, that station, I think, was... Well, I think that station had been built for either Birthday Land or Starland. Now I'm not sure. Okay. But, yeah. But, of course, you forgot the most thrilling attraction of the land. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the Barnstormer, which... Uh, Twenty-two seconds in length. I thought it was eighteen. It wasn't much. Depending when you started counting, I guess. I'm pretty sure the at least the barnstormer maybe. Yeah, I think just uh, the Barnstormer opened on October 1st, so like right on the anniversary. Honestly, the best part of it was when you were in line and it went through the 
the chicken the coop because yeah. the chicken animatronics were all like wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I've never done the barnstormer either it used to be because I wouldn't do any coasters then I just got too big for it I think you can handle it now but I, I don't know if I can fit <laughs> I mean it fits fathers go with their kids yeah I mean, it's not uh, like let me one of your kids I'll take them on the barnstormer <laughs> so what do you so you guys have done both versions of the barnstormer then this kind of newer one the great goofini it's the, the same yeah. really like, you don't have a preference I barely remember. I couldn't, it, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what was different. <laughs> Goofy's like voiceover spiel might be a little different in the yeah. beginning. Like I remember, it's kind of like, oh, there's a new roller coaster at the Disney parks, but it really was kind of just kids' first coaster. Yeah, <laughs> not much to it. It's so, cute. Yeah, and then the other really big offering, really at, at the park and of the celebration, was the Remember the Magic Parade. Which is still one of my favorite parades. To remember the magic. Yeah. Twenty-five years of Disney magic. <laughs> so this, I hope, I hope you like that bit because it does loop every thirty seconds. This is such a poor performance. <laughs> well, this is such a cool parade because every once in a while the parade would stop and it would kind of select some people that were watching to come in and join a little dance routine, and that part would kind of change depending on the float. Mm-hmm. And the floats here, this is such a like. Exactly what you would expect from the mid '90s. Uh, you have the opening castle float, which is Cinderella and all the classic Disney characters, so Mickey and company. Then you have a Little Mermaid float, a Beauty and the Beast float, a Lion float, and Lion King float. Like, it's like practically chronological. Oh, we're making go. good movies, right? Yeah, no, that's basically what it was. Timing. And uh, like, if this was a year later, there probably would have been a Toy Story float. Like Toy Story at this point was a, the new hit. They're still trying to catch up to get some mm-hmm. of that stuff in there. And the final float was like this kind of garden-themed one with Snow White and just kind of in the rest and of them. Just <laughs> throwing people in there. But this was a great parade. Was there a Winnie the Pooh float? Nope, no. Nope. The Winnie Pooh showed up in the garden float. Yeah, no, like yeah, in the back okay. of it. Now, people complained about this parade because if you were like, happened to be in like the wrong spot, you were just kind of stuck in the middle of floats and the parade just kind of stopped and you were kind of... There's some people dance over there. There's some people dance over there. And I'm just standing mm-hmm. here waiting. It, what I what I what struck me about watching it now is that there's not the giant gaps between floats like there is today. Yeah, it was a very tight parade. Right. It's kind of pretty quick in general. The whole thing's maybe like 15 minutes. Yeah, I mean if it didn't stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, does the the parade going on now that play a dance shake is that still going on? Did, didn't that do the same kind of thing? A little bit. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the thing where some of them will, will stop and do things. It wasn't that, uh, what was that ill-fated nighttime parade at, White Magic? at Disneyland? <laughs> that stopped. Yeah, yeah. That, that didn't have that was the river. That was River Dance meets Main Street Electrical Parade. It did not last long. Well, why not? Back to Disney World. <laughs> so now we're going to Epcot. Um, we have Ellen's Energy Adventure, which opened in September 15th of 1996. So this replaces the universe of energy. I mean, we could, this could be a whole show at some point. So we're not going to dive too deep into here, but this was another point. This is a point in time when Wonders of Life, no, not Wonders of Life, Horizons was closing. Horizons is on its last leg. It bounced in and out, and it was like crowd control. Ellen's was delayed into. For the summer yes. crowds, they brought Horizons back for that little bit. Yeah, it was kind of seasonal. This is such a weird time for Epcot in general because. The Epcot's really trying to find an identity here. I mean, you've, you've lost the original universe of energy. Uh, World of Motion's gone. It's going to be Test Track eventually. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, Horizons isn't long for yeah. the world, and uh, Journey into Imagination like isn't, into, isn't long for the yeah. world. Oof, so, yeah, it, it's really this weird time. Now, compared to what they did to Journey uh, to Imagination... Journey to Imagination. Ellen's energy adventure is like parts of the Caribbean. <laughs> right. Well, I remember that thinking that Ellen animatronic looked incredible. <laughs> and there wasn't... Like, like, you were far enough away from it that, like, it was like, wow, it was just, just like her. It was funny because when you think about it, the overlay probably wasn't all that hard. I mean, you took the pre-show area and you got rid of kind of the, the turning screens. The, the pre-show is probably the biggest change, really. Right. And yeah, you, you just replace all the film. And it's now this... That whole Jeopardy well, plot. Those, in those... I forget the name of it. There's a, a term... For the screens that would like move and rotate, right? Those are gone. It's just three giant screens, mm-hmm. like those connect screens, right? Uh, so yeah, we have Ellen DeGeneres, Bill Nye, and Alice Trebek because there's this kind of Jeopardy. And Jamie Lee Curtis played her rival. Oh, right. Oh, that's right. 
Right. So aside from that, basically all the theater things changed. The dinosaur section was kind of the same. It felt even extra shoehorned. Now it was like, and um, fossil fuels, dinosaurs, go through there. <laughs> yeah. There's an animatronic villain. It's great. Fighting off a something dinosaur. Mm-hmm. But this version of the show lasted for a while. They really lucked out when they decided to pick Ellen DeGeneres, who at this point was a sitcom star. Yeah. Was, was not Even a Bill Nye kind of like faded off and came back. Mm-hmm. So They just looked 20 years younger a year ago. Right? <laughs> yeah, they got a lot more uh, time out of that ride. I mean, it only closed not that long ago right now. For the, get ready for the Guardians coaster. Yeah, yeah, the Guardians thing, which I'm interested. I'm sure that's going to have some uh, Universe of Energy callbacks. I wonder if it's going to have any Ellen's Energy Adventure callbacks. Well, with the 80s theme yeah. kind of uh, to the backstory, I doubt it. I don't know. So, also in Epcot, their new nighttime spectacular, Illuminations 25. This starts September 21st, uh, 1996. Uh, it's interesting because throughout the celebration, there are two versions of this show. The first version has kind of like, uh, it has the Remember the Magic song. It has a Lion King finale. And kind of like a lot of illuminations from this time, it's very laser focused. A lot of lasers. Lot of lasers. Hope you like lasers. Yeah, a lot more. Then we did. Yeah. Who didn't? A lot more fireworks in the beginning. There was still a globe, but it wasn't like the globe from Reflections of Earth. It was kind of just like a projection mapping thing, you know, place to, to shoot the lasers onto. But pretty, a pretty neat show, uh, and it kind of goes through each pavilion uh, first in World Showcase, and then even in Future World. It doesn't have the classical music though. Mm-hmm. On May 18th, 1997, they kind of alter the show to bring back all the classical music. It gets rid of the Circle of Life part. It still has a lot of the laser, like, show elements from the other ride, or the other show. Uh, which version did you guys like better? Because we watched both of these. The classical one, for sure. I, I think so, too. I, yeah. I like the one with the Lion King thing, which is funny now because... The, the the future Illuminations replacement is going to be character based, and everyone you know some people are upset, but there was a Lion King segment yeah. in Illuminations. It's been done back in the day. That the thing I remember most about the show is the very intro where each there's like a cast member for each country, like saying hello in their native yeah. tongue. Yeah, yeah. From the well, that was on one of the CDs that we had. Yeah, because yeah, well, we listened listen to that to a lot. Yeah. From the land of my birth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the one I remember. That's yeah. the one I think a lot of people remember. Good for that girl. But the, so then this last version of the show is, is the show that they play in Epcot until uh, Reflections of Earth at the uh, Millennium Celebration. So that's not hard to believe. Reflections of Earth is still going on now. It's it's going to end soon. Yeah. A couple months. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, the one before this is the one we're talking about. <laughs> like, think how, many, think how many parades removed we are from the Remember the Magic Parade right? <laughs> in comparison. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It kind of just goes to show how great Reflections of Earth is. I'm still going to miss that. So, now we're going to go over to Disney MGM Studios. Uh, and they have the Hunchback of Notre Dame musical adventure, which opened in June 21st, 1996. This show was fantastic. It was. It was so spectacular. It, they, it was presented with this sort of show within a show um, idea, which kind of let them be a little more... Um, Kind of loosey goosey with it, yeah, loosey goosey, like, like presentational about it. Like, because like, they were like puppets, yeah, and like, stuff. like they weren't so worried about hiding some of the rough edges, and they kind of made that part of the show and owned it. Mm-hmm. But I remember, like, in, did you guys watch the recording of it? That you went I've to? seen parts of it, yeah. You can see there's a great video we'll put in the show notes that someone filmed from like the front row, so you have a really great view of everything. When Frodo came riding in on like this horse puppet they had. It just looks spectacular. Like, it really kind of, like, like it was like this showstopper. Like, here's the villain. Mm. Um, you know, Quasimodo, when he rang the bells, like, like they literally like, pulled yeah, him up into the I air. Do, right. Now, I'm, in my head, he went, like, 30 feet yeah, up. Yeah, me too. He went, like, a good four feet, maybe. In my head, he was soaring up there. Right? And it was all live performers. They all performed it beautifully. No hellfire in the show, which I understand. Imagine that, But yeah. that is a bummer. But, you know, like... 
all the the rope tricks as he swings around and saves Esmeralda. All yeah, the very horror. acrobatic. I mean, everything was in it. It was a great show. Really great distillation of the movie. Yeah, I just I remember waiting in the line for Muppets back when you waited in that line on the right side. Mm-hmm. You could peek through the fence and see parts of the show playing. Right, around. right, right. How great was that Muppet line back when they actually had to use that with all the posters? Oh, oh the movie posters. Wonderful. There we go. Are they still there? The posters? I don't know, but that's something I would want if if I could like pick a prop. I want one of those fake movie yeah. posters. Because now it's where the fast pass. Uh, well, no, well, it was. It right? was. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think it's still there. And the last time I was in that line was. B&H were in there as a holding area for one of the, like, older Star Wars weekends things. This was before... Mm. It's when we went Disney. to go see uh, Jake Lloyd. Yeah, and no, no, this was after Jake Lloyd here. This was when uh, uh, the Dark Mall was there, Ray Park. Ray Park. Yeah. And we were going to go see Ray Park it's do this, a thing. It was that theater. They enclosed well, it. Yeah, so the back. this is the Backlot Theater. And to give you an idea of how popular this Hunchback of Notre Dame show was, this replaced a Pocahontas show. Now, that kind of, I do not remember whatsoever. No, well, it was called The Spirit of Pocahontas, and it opened when that movie opened in 95. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the point. If you remember back then, the, the studios were kind of the... It was kind of the theme park where they would promote the new animated sure, movie. There would be a parade, yeah. usually, and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because they had the animation studio there and, and whatnot. Uh, so the, the thing was, well, we'll put a show up for this movie. Well, The Hunchback Show was so popular, it lasted in that theater until 2002. Which is crazy. Like, I, mm. I I don't remember being in there that long. Mm. Which is part of the reason why you can still see pretty decent video of it yeah. compared to some of the other things from this era. Um, but yeah, this was the Backlot Theater was a outdoor theater, and then they eventually enclosed it and started using it for more kind of events like Star Wars Weekends shows that uh, we saw back in the day. But yeah, this was a great show. If you want to see this, just kind of Google the... It's, I'll, it's, I'll put in the show notes. It's, yeah, it's called Disney's The Hunchback of Notre Dame, A Musical Adventure. We're all kind of big Hunchback of Notre Dame fans in general, mm-hmm. and there's not a whole lot of that left in the parks, but man, this show was great. Uh, the other big addition, which uh, maybe isn't quite as luminous as... Uh, Backstage pass to 101 Dalmatians, uh, the hit live-action movie. Is that, you know, that's the thing now, right, is the live-action remakes. People kind of forget that. They yeah. had one of these. There's a precedent to this. Right. It was a big hit. There was a, there was a 102 Dalmatians. Yeah. Yeah. So this, this is the movie. Glenn Close is Crow the Bill. That was, that was good casting. It was. It was, it was I, okay I think movie. they remember this because it was cool. They showed like a lot of like the kind of puppets and animatronic puppies they use for filming. I mean, there was some CG in that movie, but being the mid-90s, it was a lot more practical than so this is, you realize. This, is in, this was in the building that would eventually become the Walt Disney One Man's Dream building. Mm-hmm. And I know that's called something else, but it's still the same kind of thing right now. Uh, and originally, this was part of the Backlot Tour. Back when the Backlot Tour was this long, giant thing where you would go on the tram, get off the tram, and do a walking tour segment. This used to be kind of where they would show off special effects. Mm-hmm. Was this where the, the bee was that you would yeah. get on? for? The, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And instead of that, like, in this version, you can get on a... Somebody would get on, like, the bike, like uh, the, the father does, right, for that one section, his, like, little bike in London. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had the me- a mechanical puppy... Like they had, they made a little rope uh, animatronic puppy for that scene where he has to rub Lucky okay. back to yeah. life. Mm-hmm. They showed that off, and they had a Crowdville Mission facade. But basically, you walked around and you saw some props and stuff. Um, I remember doing this vaguely, and they would do a few, I think, a few more overlays of just kind of whatever newer movie. There's a home improvement version of Backstage Pass at some time, I think. Well, no, that set was there, oh, the yeah. actual set, because I actually. Um, when I was doing a film acting course, I did backstage at Hollywood Studios. They took us in there one day, like the class, and they treated it at the time like a museum. Like, there was a woman who was in charge of curating it. Like, we weren't allowed to touch anything. When, wait, they probably just got rid of it. When would that have been? When that was in 2004. But that's when it was once Walt's Women's Dream already. I don't know. That, that set was still oh, there. Well, because this is very I mean, it's a big building. Of, you know, they did that, the Chronicles of Narnia mm-hmm. movie. That was cool. And the Jack Sparrow thing. So I kind of, you know... Right, and that's a separate building from this, actually. That's right. Yeah. They, they, they just knocked down one of those buildings that used to be... Like, they used to just be, like, backs... Or, uh, what would... They, they, like, they had those buildings. The bungalows. No, not bungalows. Like, Studio something or Studio One or whatever. And like, they, the offices and right. stuff. No, I mean... Or we, right on Mickey Avenue. Oh, oh. Like, was that they eventually turned... The sound stages. Sound stages is the word I was looking for. And they turned a bunch of those into Midway Mania. And I think they turned... I think actually maybe the Jack Sparrow thing is where they put the that's third where track. The entrance, well, that's where oh, the no. entrance is. Too. No, no, the Jack Sparrow thing was across from Midway Mania. I think they just demoed it. Oh, 
for to widen the entrance. Yeah, in for the Toy Story. Toy Story. Where did they put the third track for Midway Mania when they had to do that? They added on. No, okay. They added on. Because yeah. there was that one spot where you could meet Mickey, and I know I think they demolished that uh, building. Well, that was also for for, for, for Star Wars. Wild, yeah, there was like the Star Wars mall, the, the, and then um, there was a Frozen thing in there when I went on my honeymoon. Yeah. The sing along. Yeah. yeah, no, no, yeah, an ice yeah, it was the ice king rink yeah. and the fake snow you could play with. Yeah, MGM Studios changed a lot <laughs> during yeah from from this point. I mean, this is still. Uh, I mean, the, this version still of the animation tour, like that animation studio is actually just getting started. Like, it hasn't even made Lilo and Stitch yet. Or it's working on Mulan at this point. Yeah, which was entirely done there. And then Lilo and Stitch is probably working on Mulan at this point, I'm assuming. Lilo and Stitch was there and Brother Bear. And then after that, they were pretty much done and closed down. Remember, my favorite thing about the animation tour was the time we went, and they were working on not Emperor's New New Groove, but... uh, was a kingdom, kingdom under the kingdom sun? Kingdom under the mm-hmm. sun, like the original, like more Prince and the Popper version of that. Because we saw an animator working on a scene where, like, one of the couscous would go in and another one would come out or something. It was, it was crazy. I still maintain, even though you say I'm wrong, that it was the scene in the diner where Isma and Cusco are going in and out of the kitchen telling Kronk what they want on their salad or whatever. Maybe it was. I, I have know. no memory, so this is a must do too. <laughs> Fair enough. Was Tarzan also done there as well? No. I mean, they I helped thinking, with everything. Yeah, they were helpers. Yeah, so, but, but the three they did were Mulan, uh, Lilo and Stitch, and then Brother Bear. Okay. Brother Bear. Brother Bear was fine. <laughs> Lilo and Stitch is fantastic, well, and sure. Mulan is pretty good. It was great. So, yeah, that's, that's basically what was going on in the studios. So, outside of the main theme parks, though, it's a lot of other exciting things, including the World of Disney Store, which... Apparently opened on October 2nd, so the second day of the celebration. Did you know it was bigger than a football field? Yeah, they love to say that. They love to say that. They love the stats. This is at the Disney Village Marketplace at the time. Still the Disney Village, like, it feels like it was downtown Disney for so long. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because I think that's that's a way you know somebody has a lot of kind of late 90s memories of, of Disney World and going to the 2000s. If they think of that area as downtown Disney first, because like a lot of people are like the Buena Vista, like village market shopping, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, what? No, downtown Disney. Yeah, sure. So this was the first World of Disney store. They would open up, a, you know, some of these other ones and some of the other major theme parks and some other. I think there's one in New York and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's interesting because, I mean, this was kind of the same until just recently. They, they, they renovated it. Finally. Yeah. And I kind of missed that original version with, like, the really big figurines. Uh, really elaborate ones, too. Yeah. It's much, much more, uh, not industrial, but it's, like, the, the it's brick architecture. A bit more Spartan now. Sure. Yeah. And I, that's because. And it's cool because there's all the different entrances had, like, their own elaborate. Like, they didn't feel like there was a main entrance to the place. Each one felt elaborate. Hmm. You could get lost in that store. It was huge. There were so many different sections, and it, it almost seemed like it was designed for you to get lost in it, which, I, as I think about it, it's probably a good probably idea. Probably on purpose. Yeah, I want this, I want that. Right, because trying to get out. Where's your exit? <laughs> I mean, the toy section alone was could have been the size of, like, a store, yeah. Well, you guys remember where the main, like, Disney store used to be in uh, the Disney Village Marketplace? It became the Christmas Chalet. What? Yeah. And then, uh, well, it was by that place where we could get those shirts. Remember we used to get the shirts with, like, the lid? Oh, the, the robots, yeah. Drew. God, that was, we have so many of those over the years. That we got just the Bill Ted ones. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. that's right. <laughs> we got Chip and BX. That was towards the end of it, too, because yeah. I got Chip and Dale and mine said, uh, be excellent to each other. He said, party, party on, on dudes. dudes. Uh, <laughs> that was good stuff. The guy had the genie that year. Well, I, used, I remember for a while, uh, me and me and uh, our mom would pick out snow globes because there's a big snow globe section. Mm-hmm. We'd always, like, maybe pick one out once a year. We had a little collection going. It's a bit disappointing. There's snow globes the past yeah. decade almost. Snow globes are out of fashion, I guess. what they used to be. But even, like, like, even, like, I just remember, like, that part of the store that had, like, the snow globes and the watches. Like, it was mm-hmm. kind of a bit Peter Pan themed. Like, they had the crocodile with the clock there. Like, it, it, each section. And then in the middle, they had one of those, like, giant TVs that was made of a bunch of small TVs because we didn't really have, like, you know, the HD video yet. And it would show, like, the Disney Channel music videos and, like, upcoming previews of things like Lilo and Stitch at the time mm-hmm. or something. So that, that store was really neat. I have a soft spot for that era of Disney Village Marketplace or Downtown Disney, even though, like, in a lot of ways, this is getting into the decline of uh, Pleasure Island and stuff yeah, like that. Say, all the 90s, since we probably won't be talking too, too much about Pleasure Island. Yeah, we also... We <laughs> That'll be purely academic in our parts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're here to tell you about Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, it wasn't, wasn't quite the adventurous club, but they had chicken nuggets shaped like dinosaurs, which was pretty good. <laughs> Rainforest Cafe is one of those things that the magic is lost once you realize it's not just a Disney yeah, thing. Yeah, we did like a like a band trip to D.C. Yeah, and there's yeah. one in the mall. Yeah. It's like, oh. Once you see it, when you see one of those in the mall, it's not quite as special. I was the same way with uh, the hibachi place in Japan. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. Because I thought hibachi, I never heard yeah, you of You got a Teponito, you're like, this is amazing. And then, like, you know, Youngstown, Ohio has two of them open up all of a sudden. You're like, ah. Oh, man. Oh, he could do the Onion Volcano, too. Now, don't, let's be fair. The Disney one was better, but. <laughs> so, okay. So, aside from that, the, the big new resort during this, uh, opened July 1st, 1996, is Disney's Boardwalk. And it's not just a, a hotel. There's a bunch of new shops and restaurants that aren't really just a part of the hotel complex. They're in a boardwalk. Mm-hmm. And it kind of turns that Crescent Lake area with Swan and Dolphin and the Yacht and Beach Club into this kind of like connected, like dining shopping area that's just, it's very pleasant just to kind of spend part of a day walking around oh, absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think once the boardwalk is open, even if you're not staying there, even if you're just staying at any of those parks, that made that resort area my favorite. It's it's enough that even if I'm not staying at those resorts, like like I I'd make like part of my Epcot day. Like maybe like the end of the Epcot day after Illuminations, I'd go there and spend an hour or two before going back to my resort. So we stayed at the boardwalk one one year. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would was, that have been shortly after it opened? It had, it's, I can t- I can date it because mm-hmm. I remember standing on the top of the water slide right. and, and looking, and we could see the construction for Rock and Roller Coaster. That's right. And they didn't build the show yet. You just yeah, saw just the, the track, track. Yeah, and it just looked like they were building like a roller, roller coaster. coaster. Yeah. So that right, wouldn't that right. open like probably 98. So. Something like that. I mean, our grandpa came with us. Yeah. Right? This that, was, that, so was, that was about 98. So it's pretty yeah. neat. Like, I never really put that together when we went. It was still fairly new. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for I mean, sure. It was, that was a great trip. Uh, it's funny, because we. Know, I don't think I've stayed there since. No, really. it's the only time yeah. we ever stayed there, but... Uh, Great pool with the, the the water slide that looked like a wooden roller coaster. Yeah, the clown. Oh, and and, and uh, I mean that boardwalk is so great. Well, that Especially was one of the, walking around out there. Just that was one of the few times we stayed where the we had our own private pool. We stayed on the first floor. Not, not for ourselves. For us, no, but yeah. there, it's by one of the quiet pools. Yes, that's right. And you just walk out into your deck, and there it and is. And they had a little building there that had like some games and stuff. It had a Sega Saturn with Fighters Mega Mix oh, loaded. Ping pong table. Yeah. That was that was Beach Club. Was it? That was Beach Club. Uh, well, they definitely had the things where you can rent movies, and we rented a Goofy movie. And we yes. played Pong. I remember that. Yes, that was Boardwalk. But it, yeah, that was great. But so the Boardwalk area, some of the kind of shops back then, you had uh, what Jelly Rolls. I don't think we ever went to Jelly Rolls. No, we we went to Flying Fish, like in its original incarnation. We, we I liked it much better. But is, is yeah. Jelly Rolls the piano duel? No, no. Okay, but yeah, Flying Fish we used to like a lot more. These days, I'm not that. It's kind almost of, after the renovation. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not as big a fan of it. I even went again pre-renovation. Renovation. I did like I don't know what it was that first time we went it just hit pre-renovation it was a bit more whimsical themed yeah it was I mean, like the kind food. of this carnival and now it's kind of like it's it's all chandeliers and it's a little mm. too opulent I don't know it's lost a little something but uh, Jelly Rolls has turned into a bunch of different it's an Italian restaurant right now it yeah. was it was, it was that, Jada's for a little bit it was that Iron Chef uh, Cat Cora's place yeah, for yeah Cat Cora's less than a year yeah, right. not long, not long. Yeah, there was the, the Dewey Piano place is still there. I have never been in there. Krista, my wife and I, we went once while we were dating. How was that? It was like any other <laughs> Dewey Piano bar you'd go to. <laughs> except way more Disney songs were requested. <laughs> yeah. Sure, sure. I bet I would enjoy that. Um, and then, of course, the uh, ESPN Club. I love the ESPN yeah. Club. Okay. You guys are that came more, okay. No. That came more in vogue in the mid-2000s yes, for yeah. us and not so much in the 90s. Well, the ESPN Club's great because, I mean, this was before ESPN Zones. And they never turned it into an ESPN zone. It always remained the ESPN club. Like, it was its own thing. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because even, even, like, in the 2000s for a bit when HDTVs were a thing, like, its main room was still just filled with a bunch of, like, CRTVs. Yeah. Like, they were big. Like, yeah. they were, we would go. There was a, a few, a couple trips where the Cavs, this was kind of early in when they had LeBron James. And they were in the playoffs, not doing that great. But me and AJ, like every night, we would go watch, not even that, but just whatever the NBA playoff game is. Because we wanted to see, this was when the Magic had Dwight Howard. Yeah. So there were a lot of people there watching that because it was Orlando. We had a great time. Oh, yeah. And this was before I was even drinking beer. And uh, you, we'd get pictures of Sam Adams, we'd get some nachos. Good uh, times. I, seriously, one of my Again, best memories. Not the 90s. <laughs> that was not the 90s. Yeah. But, you know, ESPN Club, so we'll throw it in yeah. there. 
But just like even the street atmosphere of the boardwalk, I like there's kind of some yeah, boardwalk there games. There were those really good crepes on a stick. Yeah. yeah. I remember dipping your hand in hot wax. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember like, oh, Lord, I'm like, if it's Disney, it must be safe, but this seems dangerous. <laughs> oh, it's great. They would get those family bikes and ride them around the boardwalk, yeah. which they still have today. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. Are fun. Oh, those are no. Fun. When we did that in 1998, <laughs> we had a flat tire. I don't, know, I don't know if we had a flat tire if our family was just no, a little No, no, no. We, 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 I remember this because we were, we, it was all six. His grandpa was with us. There was all six of us this thing, and we were struggling. And it just didn't feel right. And other families are just zzz- Zooming past us. Yeah. And finding us. <laughs> finally, like, when we got off and Dad hopped off and looked and was like, there's a flat tire. <laughs> like, we did the whole loop with a flat tire. And Dad tried to say to the guy, like, uh, can we get our money back on this or something? And they, like, didn't understand. Oh, we struggled. We were oh, it was, We, I remember you went downhill and it was like, oh, thank God. It was rough. It was not fun. <laughs> Good memory, but at the time it was torture. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to stay at the boardwalk again someday. The Some, pro- someday. The problem, I mean, I think per room, by like number of rooms, it's like the smallest resort in, in Disney World. At least it was at some point. Like, mm-hmm. it's not that many rooms. No, no, it's really not. Right. Uh, and it's a lot of DVC. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, yeah, especially back then when they're pushing it. But we stay at the beach club a lot, but we haven't been to the boardwalk at all. But again, even if you're if you're at the beach club, you can walk over there and yeah. get that boardwalk. It really, it really did, like you said, it, it solidified Crescent Lake as like... All those resorts now had like a, a, a kind of reason to stay in that area. Right. Like it made them not just the fact that they were so close to Epcot, like like you had something to do in the evenings after the parks were closed when you stayed there. Oh, again, now. before that opened, we mostly stayed, you know, Monterey Loop. Yeah, Monterey Loop, but once once you had Chris at Lake like, I'd like, rather stay there almost. It's like after I turned twenty one for some reason I really started liking Epcot a lot more. <laughs> Got yeah. some time to go head to Epcot. <laughs> right. Imagine that. Uh Another kind of quote-unquote resort opened February 9th, 1996, is the Disney Institute. We never partook in this, but boy, they love the Disney Institute at Disney. Yes, they did. So remember, you remember Disney's Inside Out on the Disney Channel, which is that great, like, behind-the-scenes show they did with with George Foreman. George Foreman was doing that for money before the the George Foreman route took off. But, like, every episode, it was like, and now let's go check in on what's happening at the Disney Institute. It'd be like, this this week's feature resort, the Disney Institute, every (laughs) week. But really, part of the reason is because no one was going. Yeah, so the hook of the Disney Institute was basically, you know, it was a resort. It had its rooms and everything. Um, but they really wanted you to be t- partaking in all these classes and workshops that were taught by actual Disney cast members in that field. So you could take an animation course taught by a Disney animator, a-, a cooking class taught by an executive chef from Disney, things of that nature. Um, I think just what they came to realize in the long run is people didn't go to Disney World to go to school. Sure. <laughs> right. You know? I mean, it was one thing with Epcot with the edutainment. Like, at least I'm on a ride. <laughs> you know? Right. I'm sitting still to, like, sculpt something out of clay. Do some calisthenics. Not on my vacation. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, where's the roller coaster, you know? And, you know there's, there's, I think they realize that they can kind of pepper that stuff into the park a yeah. bit more. The funny thing is, I feel like it would hit better now. Oh, in, in the age of like Etsy and Pinterest, maybe if you, if, I, if it was like you know come to this class and we'll teach you how to like recreate f- popular foods from the parks, mm. I think people would be a little more into that now. Actually, right. so yeah, the whole classes thing didn't really take off. But when did it close? Did you? Uh, I can that? I can maybe look, but I mean because it, it now is Saratoga Spring. We've stayed at Saratoga once. I wasn't a huge fan. It's. It's a good resort to stay at if you're interested in being in Disney World is Disney Springs because you're right there. Right. I think now there's even a walkway. Mm-hmm. Walkway well, and boats. almost always available, too, for DVC. Yeah. It's it's like that is like minute. the DVC last resort. Like, well, I couldn't get my home resort. My nothing else. Like, but D- yeah. well, I think, I guess, it's one of those hotels where, like, there's no, like, your rooms, you get into them from outside. So, like, I don't know. That kind of, like, gets rid of some of the theming to me. Like, I don't. Is it? Is it not hallways? It was not hallways. Not okay, when we stayed, anyways. I can't even find out when the Disney... You, Chris, you, you're on the Disney Springs right. thing. We're going to move Campus on. Campus closed in 2003 to become Disney Saratoga Springs. Wow, fast. You work quick. Seven years. Okay. So, is that the up. shortest uh, Disney resort ever last? Well, how, I mean, the, maybe the golf resort was, had a different name at some point. I don't know. Yeah. But that's been so many different things. The Disney... Was it just the Disney... Shades of Green. The program, including accommodations and some meals, started at $3,700. So that could also be a factor. <laughs> that, that might have, I mean, the, the economy was good in the 90s, but not that good. <laughs> it's funny because now they're looking into doing more of those kind of like high 
and like there's that new tour you could take which is like i forget how many thousands of dollars but you could basically just kind of say what you want to do and if it's within reason you can do it like i want to go check out the ballroom of the haunted mansion okay. it's like 12 grand and then yeah. for one more day it's another five it's like it. it must be the movie star package basically right yeah but it seems like a lot of the stuff with the institute they're bringing in now especially with the festivals at epcot like festival center they have yeah, I, th- I think they take what works and well, that's, why, that's what i'm saying like a lot of this stuff is kind of just peppered around the park yeah like, everyone you know. likes the you know anytime there's a thing like learn how to draw pluto yeah you know sure. those I, are always fun right that, yeah. and that's going to be part of the disney play Epcot. yeah the yeah. disney play building which is great because i love me some some character sketching I don't, that's something I love doing. Every, every time at Disneyland, still I'll go to the that animation pavilion. Mm-hmm. Nothing beats that. Yeah, we were when we were at the Epcot last time. They just they actually just like made a makeshift one in the uh, not Horizon the, uh, the Odyssey. Odyssey, the Odyssey, the old restaurant. Who we dropped Pongo. Yeah, it was great. And they Which is great because my kids were like all about Hunter Wanda Dalmatians at the time, so they were very excited to see oh, my drawing of Pongo and, Boy. And we had we had beer flight paired with flavored popcorn. Yeah, that was a good day. Which I think is the same flavor of popcorn you can get in that stand outside of the land. Yeah. So, oh, it good was day. a good day. Good day. All right, so back to 1996. And, you know, of course, you can't have a big milestone for a Disney theme park without a TV special. Man, they used to do such good TV specials yeah. like that. Well, they, like they used to. They used to do some bad ones, too. I, this is actually one of the better ones. Look, in the 90s, at the time, they were all great. Because it was just like, again, you didn't have YouTube. So it was like, this is the yeah. only way you could, like, kind of relive being in Disney it was, World. It was this or those VHSs they would sell you. Oh, we, man. We would wear those out. Seriously. I mean, back then, it, it was so starved for it. When you got to the hotel room, we would just turn on that info channel and just watch that. Out of, I turned that on out of habit. Sure. <laughs> My wife doesn't get it. I'm like, we, it on our honeymoon, we like got to the room. <laughs> Quick tangent. I'm like, put the bag down. I immediately just grabbed the remote and turned I, it off. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, She's like, surely you know all of <laughs> So this special is called Witching You Were Here, uh, which may sound like a weird name for a 25th anniversary special, but it was it starred Caroline Ray, who was uh, one of the stars of ABC's Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which was a new hit for ABC at this point. Melissa Joan Hart still coming hot off of Clarissa Explains right. It All. Yeah, Caroline was one of the two aunts. It's funny because we were Archie fans back then. I read a right. lot of Archie. I remember like the con- in the comics, at some point they used to actually look like witches, and then there was literally like a reboot comic where like, no, we're going to be hot now. Yeah. Very different from the current Sabrina show on Netflix. So. Yeah, well, that's like based, that's like in that new Dark Archie universe where they're killing off characters. Oh my! <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, we're not. <laughs> but yeah, Mid- Midge is dead. <laughs> I learned that the hard way. Yeah. Mike told me that. He's like, he's like, yeah, Moose is dead, but what about Midge? Midge is dead. <laughs> Midge is dead. Yeah, it seems a bit dark for Mikey's. Uh, <laughs> so this this show, the kind of conceit here is it's for it's weird because it opens up Caroline Ray and she's talking to you like the TV audience like you're there with her she's in front of the birthday cake castle and she has a magic book that's gonna teach us the history of Walt Disney World and you know people are like oh you're that witch on TV like I'm not actually a witch let me show you then she is a witch so she can travel so she travels back to 1971 she meets well first she goes to 1965 right yeah it's a swamp (laughs) which is kind of humorous so they did. They, they, they it's did, actually quite educational. Yeah, is this for a kid? The actually learn they actually talk about. They give some good info here, but yeah. So they talk about Project Florida. They do that classic Disney spin where it's like Walt Disney wanted to build Epcot, and the one we got him was probably what he would like. <laughs> uh, and then from there he goes. She goes to 1971, and she she pops up in the Hall of Presidents, very carefully framed to not include any presidents from after 1971. Yeah, no, no Carter and Reagan. <laughs> And then she, from there, she basically just kind of goes in front of the Haunted Mansion because that's like, okay, Haunted Mansion was there. Yeah, it looks the same. Right. Some people in uh, period-accurate 1970s clothing. And dancing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're doing... Oh, it's funny because they're doing, like, like, just, like, 70s dancing so we know the time frame, but... It, it seems ridiculous, but the last I was in Disneyland two weeks ago, and I saw about a dozen kids flossing. So. Just in the streets. Yeah, just it's what they do. So I guess. Yeah. You know, I guess. <laughs> well, I'll, you know, I'll give it to them. I guess. So she shortly <laughs> runs into like two kind of like kids, preteen kids, uh, a boy and a girl, and they're like, "Well, your girl from Bewitched or something." So they assume that this girl is a TV star for some reason to follow her. Caroline Ray just has an yeah, air about her. Presence. Yes. Yeah. So star power, baby. Uh, so then she 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 takes them around the park, then takes them to Epcot. Uh, talks about the history of Epcot. Takes them to 
Do you know that Spaceship Earth can fit 101 million Dalmatians? Oh, man. Speaking <laughs> of statistics, right? They're all about Well, the best numbers. thing in Epcot is she loses them for a bit. And this, like, this Chinese, like, like, like wolf puppet. It was a bird. bird yeah. Like, it looked... Think like like uh, the Mechano Strider mount from World of Warcraft. <laughs> right, it's like something from the Lion King musical. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, where's the kids go? It's like, go, go ask Bubby, Bubble, Bubble Nicholas. Go ask Bubble Nicholas. <laughs> Clearly, okay. So she goes to ask Bubble Nicholas. So what, who is Bubble Nicholas? You ask. <laughs> Bubble Nicholas is a mime in a bubble. Now he does a mime routine inside the bubble. Does the bubble add anything to a mime routine? Not that I could see. <laughs> he was just miming in the bubble. Uh, it's in France because he mimes. And then meanwhile, like the kids are looking through the book, and Mary Poppins takes him uh, on a the tour. The kids also in France. No, he's <laughs> like literally like ten feet <laughs> <right> behind her. <laughs> yeah, so Mary Poppins just kind of talks about some of the other countries for a bit. Uh, then finally, they made a NAFTA joke. <laughs> right? Like, what is going on? Caroline's dancing with, with, with Bubble <laughs> for far too long. For such a long time. It's like a weird mating ritual. It, it, it got sexual. It got weird. Uh, never mind all the jokes she's making about like ex-boyfriends and dates and stuff. But, yeah. yeah, they did that joke a lot. Some of the jokes are not great. Some of them, some of them hit. Some of them not so much. Then finally she's like, oh, Bubble Charles. <laughs> There's the kid. Bubble like, Nicholas. Oh, right Bubble Nicholas. Get it right. Get it right, my bad. We need a Bubble Nicholas, like, shirt. <laughs> Bubble yeah, Nicholas. we're ready for merch. Bubble Nicholas. Bubble Nicholas. One of the first ones. Bring back Bubble Nicholas. I gotta find out about Bubble Nicholas, how long he operated. I, I doubt there's... I think we've seen he, everything there's to know. Outside of Caroline these two kids, he's like the star of this. He did it more than Mickey. You're not wrong. Bubble Nicholas got a lot of screen time in which you were here. So he's like, oh, right, right, Bubble Nicholas, where's the kids? And she, he just, like, points by. He's like, oh, there they are. Thanks, Bubble. Then Bubble Nicholas, like, hugs himself. And it's, it's weird again. So, yeah, they, they, they do it. Then, uh... So then she she takes him to like the modern versions of all the parks. She stops at Blizzard Beach, which is just a year old at this point. The third the third Disney water park. <laughs> so and uh, then she shows him the Disney Institute uh, and kind of goes around, talks about Tower of Terror, talks a bit about Test Track. Yep. Again, and we didn't mention Test Track was also teased in the Illumination show. Illuminations 25. They had a laser segment. Oh, right. yeah, that's right. Track on the yeah, side. it was like, uh, open now. I mean, c- coming soon. They were they were really promoting Test Track. Well, I, think, I think they thought it was going to be open. Well, they also, I mean, at that point, it was probably the biggest ride to open in Epcot since, like, Horizons, right? Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. So, pretty big deal. So, uh, then they, they kind of go into the parade. Uh, and have a lot of fun, and that—that's the end of the special. But it's a—it was a fun special. It's like forty minutes long. Yeah, pretty long. It does. It's a pretty good encapsulation of uh, everything we just talked about. So yeah, it, yeah, it really does kind of. It gives you a very nice snapshot of the park from 1996, and it probably did a good job. I remember watching this when it was out. I don't know about oh, you sure. guys. Yeah, because you know we had the Disney Channel. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, the version of VHS is in the middle. Right. And the, the version of this that's on YouTube was like probably one of those free like weeks. Yeah, 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 these are like the free weekends where like every so often that thing will pop up to order the Disney Channel and call 1 800 blah 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 today. Right. And it's funny because at the end, uh, Caroline's like, I'll see you guys in twenty another 25 years. And it's like, back then it was like, ha ha ha. Now it's like, that's like two years. Yeah. I demand the return of Caroline Ray. What the heck? Do it. <laughs> Someone has to remember that there. Remember the magic. Come on. I'm researching Bubble Nicholas and not finding too, too much. We are are now the world's foremost authorities on Bubble Nicholas. He has a website called worldgateentertainment.com, and there's a biography in there with quotes from Bubble Nicholas. If anyone knows... He's a mime. What are the quotes? (laughs) He type. (laughs) If anyone knows Bubble Nicholas, please contact us. We would love to have him on the show. I need more bubble Nicholas. I gotta have more bubble Nicholas. <laughs> so, so, so to, as we kind of wrap up, like, well, what are your fond memories of being in Disney World for the 25th anniversary? Like you said, we went seeing, at least twice while seeing it was the there. birthday cake. I vividly remember mm-hmm. the first time. 
That was def- that was probably the biggest one for I, me. I the remember, one that stands out. I remember going to the welcoming center and getting my pin. I remember that. Yeah. I thought it was. I remember like the like the whole process of it. I remember it was really cool. I remember like again. I asked mom like what. I don't remember the first time I was here. She probably just said a year. Like oh, I don't know. Eighty nine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Sounds okay, give right. me give me eighty nine. And to be honest, you they they do pins. To this day, I don't know if it started there. But yeah, when we start talking about, it, it made me think like, is that where pins started? Like the first have. visit, and we're celebrating. Pins? I think yeah, because now there's yeah, there's pins for my it's my birthday, all all sorts of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It might have started there. I'm not sure on that, but I don't remember seeing pins before that. Goofy, I, I vividly remember always going to guest services to find out when Test Track was going to open. I remember Mike and I sitting there waiting for you to go do that I so just, we could find well, it. I, I desperately mean, wanted that ride to open. But we didn't have WDW Magic or WW Info back then. Or, yeah, to you know, know what the heck was going on. All these on. podcasts or anything. So, yeah, it was, it was an interesting. Mm-hmm. It was even uh, even Mission Space. They had a countdown in Innoventions for it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pin trading began in 1999. So, oh, so when, well, not that's that's like the, the pin, trading, yeah, 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 the official trading, yeah. Uh, so I guess kind of interesting thing is I remember at the time thinking this is the silver anniversary. Like, imagine how big it's going to be when it's the gold anniversary, when it's 50 years, and doing the math, and I'm like, oh, I'll be 34, ha ha ha, I'll be so old. <laughs> now I'm 32. It's like it's almost it's like, oh, no. not much has changed. <laughs> uh, so I mean, like, like what do you guys want out of the 50th anniversary? Aside from just the new rides, open. right? I mean, obviously, I, we're we're at an age now where people realize the value of nostalgia. Um, and, you know, obviously with, with the upcoming uh, Epcot Forever show, I think they, they recognize that. So I expect to see a lot of kind of remember when sort of things as part of the anniversary. I would really like it if they if they brought back Remember the Magic. It's maybe a little bit of some of the 20th yeah, anniversary might, stuff. Yeah, it might be part of maybe the new music musical montage or mm-hmm. something. I mean, Remember the Magic is still the best, I think, event song. I think only you, Celebrate the Future Hand in Hand comes yeah. close. You hear the first couple notes, you know right away what that song right, is. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think, like, 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 what could they really do to kind of match? Because, you know, obviously you're not going to make the cake castle again. You could do a projection map of it maybe at night. That could be fun. I'll do something. Like, remember, they, they, they did the castle up for Disneyland's 50th anniversary, which was kind of strange. Sure. But at our, at our uh, Disney World, they, 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 they did kind of an elegant... Even uh, for Disneyland 60, if they did a nice overlay of that castle mm-hmm. for that, like a like a like a spruce up. I mean, and really, all they have to do is probably do some gold stuff, right? Yeah. Put some gold gold mm-hmm. highlights. And well, they did say they announced there'll be 50 changes for the 50th anniversary. Oh. You probably already know about you know 40 of them. Right. I mean, you're gonna have, you're gonna ride it, ride it to the the Tron coaster. Yeah. I mean, there's probably gonna be more rides and stuff open for this. But there's things too, like construction going on now to expand the walkways even around the hub once you get out of the center of the hub. Mm-hmm. So things like that, just you know, general maintenance will be good. Mm-hmm. But I'm just yeah, it's gonna be fun because we'll we'll all be there with, with with all the as much family as we can muster. Oh yeah, and It'll probably a, probably you know biggest trip we've ever had. All the family. Yeah. I'll be okay. I'm single. I'm fine. You yeah. guys told me when to show up, and I'll be there. But yeah, 50th anniversary. It, it's 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 coming pretty soon. Yeah, that is wild. Cause like. I mean, obviously it was, at this point, 23 years ago, but I still do have pretty vivid memories of, of this time period. Like, like when I think of Disney in the 90s, it was, it was like, 96 to 98. Like, that's really what you think of. Um, and it, it was such an interesting period of transition, I think, for the resort in general. It's when a lot of the kind of older things that, that you think of as the classics that are no longer there went away. Especially in 20,000 Leagues is yeah, gone. Yeah, 20,000 was gone. And, and, you know, Epcot had its change with Horizons going away and Universe Energy. But then that's also the time period we got Test Track and Rock and Roller Coaster would come along. And, and it was like a whole Tower Terror. Yeah, it, it's, it's a big transition area. I mean, just think about 95 is Toy Story and just how much Pixar changes the theme parks in yeah, general. Yeah, the company in, in general, yeah. Right. And this is still Eisner time, too, but uh, kind of we're getting into kind of the twilight years of that. All right. Well, is there anything else you guys need to say about the 25th anniversary? 
Last call. Bring back the cake. Bring back the cake. Back they the should. Cake. Just to troll people. I'd be like, ah. <laughs> That's our second shirt. <laughs> just, yeah. just, just put, make the candles say 50 instead. Put a little, 50 candles. Put some gold ribbons on it. 50, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, 50 candle. Just stick them in sideways. In place. <laughs> just candles. Everyone candles. Put the wand back on Spaceship Earth 2 just to really <laughs> piss it off. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's, yeah, let's, let's show some restraint. Right. No one liked the wand. Okay. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Thanks for listening to our first episode, everybody. Uh, I, I, I think we have an idea of what we might want to do for the for the next episode. Yeah, I was going to ask. We didn't discuss. What are we doing? Do we, well, we, we, we want to plan our well, some flag in the sand? I, 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 for the next episode, I thought it'd be fun since we have the Aladdin live action movie coming out pretty soon here. That we look back at not not Aladdin the the original but Aladdin the Sega Genesis game. Yeah, and we could kind of lump like kind of yeah, all the nineties games. There was some, there was some good Disney games. We had the 90s. VR demo that was going yeah. on at the there, time. I yes. think it'll be we'll, we'll kind of yeah we'll kind of talk about Aladdin with a special focus on that Genesis game because it was it was awesome. It's also one of the best selling games for the Genesis. I think. Oh yeah, oh, it was a big deal. Time. It was a big deal. It was a big deal. So yeah, I think we'll I think Aladdin will be next. I think we're gonna aim to do about a, a show. A, a show month. a month is is, yeah. is the the overall goal right now. Yeah. Do you have so, a copy of that game? I do. Uh-huh. I have yeah, you have our actual copy. I, I I played through it. I think last year. Oh, that's right. You and our friend Kevin. Yeah. Beat it. it was yeah. It was so much oh, fun. Really? It, it holds up so well. That game is fantastic. Cool. So yeah, and if in, if you have anything that you want to know about the Aladdin Genesis game or anything we talked about now, or you have any questions, once again, please email us at nineties at gmail.com. That's nine zero s Disney Podcast at gmail.com. Don't spell out 90s. That's for losers. Mm-hmm. And uh, where else are we, Edge Uh You can visit us on the web by going to 90sDisney.com. That'll take you to uh, the, the landing page for the podcast. Uh, we'll have show notes for all the episodes, where we'll, we'll, all these YouTube videos we talked about. I'll link to them there. Also, uh, Anchor, which is our podcasting platform, uh, just launched the ability to send in uh, voicemails without yeah. having to have their app. So if you want to share your stories of Disney in the 90s, the 25th anniversary, yeah, especially the 25th anniversary, if you I would that. love to get some voicemails that we can splice into the show. So by all means, please, uh, I'll have some better instructions by next episode once I know how that actually works. But uh, there should be some link in the show notes on how you can record and submit your uh, voicemails as well. Um, Do we have a Twitter? We're so we, new. We will. <laughs> nope. Did we make that? We didn't make that yet. We yeah. should have done that. We'll try to make it Twitter. Hopefully, it'll be at '90s Disney. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, go to the website. <laughs> You'll find it there. We're so new, folks. Yeah, we're we're so new. We're not even on. You know, yeah. we'll be on iTunes and Google Play and and Spotify. We're about actually. We're about halfway through the making of me. That's how new. And yeah, like I said, you know, hit us up on email. That's that's the best place for now. Ask us your questions. What do you want us to cover? Like, what from the '90s do you think we should talk about? We maybe, have maybe we you, have a list, but it's not set in stone. Maybe you want a whole episode on the making of me. That that was the '80s. Was it? Oh, you're right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think I think. Man, when, when was uh? When Mike, was, have you been in the Wonders of Life Pavilion? That thing was screamed in the 1980s. Yeah, that's everything did. about it. I loved it though. <laughs> it, it, it was great times. Uh, but yeah, so so this is this is the first episode. We did it. We did it. So we'll, we'll be back next month. And uh, until then, stay radical. Eighty nine, darn, <laughs> so close. <laughs> Just right out our jurisdiction.